What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I hope you're having yourselves a wonderful start to your week. I'm recording this Tuesday night, August 15th. You'll be listening to it sometime Wednesday, August 16th, because that's how time works, right? I think. I don't fucking know. What is time? What is time but some sort of weird construct? Is is time real? A second to an ant could be... A second to us could be a year to an ant. You guys ever think of that shit? Huh? Next time you look at an ant, think about that. Think about how far that ant has to walk. And you be nice to that ant. That ant's not bothering you. Oh, and so what? It's in your house. It just wants a little food. Give it a little food. Scoop it into your hand and let it out into the grass. Okay? Don't stomp it out like you know you want to because it's like, why the fuck is there an ant in here? Who in my house is gross? Who left food out for ants to come? Because when there's one ant, there's a million. As a matter of fact, take back everything I just said. We cannot trust these ants. All right? They're up to no good. There's just too many of them. There's no way they're not plotting. There's no way they're not getting together. We don't know what they're doing underground. Underground, they might have some sort of utopia going, like way deep. You know, they always say, don't journey to the center of the earth. Maybe we'll, if we journey to the center of the earth, we might run into some sort of ant orgy. Is that what we all want? We want to see ants fucking? Have you guys seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, the third one? Quantumania? They get down, there's some weird looking shit happening and subatomic and microscopic levels. And these, you know, those ants are the number ones down there. They're very weird. They're probably into some kinky ass shit. I mean, there's a billion of you, right? You don't get to have a billion by just doing missionary all the time, I think. All right. Well, welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, everybody. This is a podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to rant for about 20 to 30 minutes. Have a little fun with you. Talk about what's going on in the world. Talk about what's going on in my life. And uh, yeah, and that's what we're going to do. I'm learning the hard way that uh, sitcoms that I would watch my comfort shows, a show like New Girl Lately, Seinfeld Always, um, Arrested Development's up there, Scrubs. Scrubs is one of my favorites. I was actually watching a rerun of Scrubs recently, and this is what I'm, why I'm bringing this up. Um, I feel like when I was a kid, sitcoms were always on, whether it was new episodes on in primetime or reruns on, and you didn't think much of it. But granted, I wasn't four. And I had Scrubs on, and then I started to realize, oh, wait, because I just think of Scrubs as like, yeah, I could have this on in front of my children. Why wouldn't I be able to have the show Scrubs on? And of course, um, there's like one inappropriate scene, and it's the only time my four-year-old was paying attention at all. I have the show on. He could care less that daddy's watching one of his shows. Not paying attention for one second. The moment he pays attention, the character Elliot, played by Sarah Chalk, blonde doctor, she uh, gets a little upset, I believe, because Dr. Kelso, who's the chief of medicine, calls her sweetheart. And then the Todd, who's a surgeon, who's like a dope, but he's like a great surgeon. But, in his, you know, he's just he's very, uh, you know, a lot of sexual innuendos or as he like to or as he likes to say in your endo. But so the Todd hears this and he goes, oh, he could call you that. But you get mad at me when I call you vagina face. Very funny line. And then she's like, not the same, Todd. Um calling someone vagina face is a term of endearment because in his mind, it was like a nice thing he was doing by calling a doctor, his coworker and colleague vagina face in his mind. He's like this. I'm being a sweet guy right now. And she wasn't having it. Of course, that's the moment my four-year-old son paid attention to the show scrubs. He stops what he's doing, playing with his toys. He looks at the TV, then looks at me and goes vagina face. And I go, fuck son of a, you know what I mean? I remember thinking to myself one time, one like the one time he's paying attention and the one time that show has anything that really a four-year-old shouldn't watch 
I mean, granted, there's some lovemaking scenes on that show, but like that's, I feel like when you're a kid, there's that stuff was always on in the background, but you didn't really process it. You know, I remember watching a lot of shows like when I was four to eight years old. I remember just thinking to myself, like, mm, being a grown up's weird. It's a lot of uh, kissing, a lot of rubbing against each other. Um, for some reason, you you have to cover yourself up with a sheet when you go to the bathroom after wrestling around in bed. That I didn't get at a very early age. I remember being probably like seven, watching like a Melrose Place type show. You know, one of those dramatic shows that would be on on a Monday evening that I probably should not have been watching. And then thinking to myself, man, those people are wrestling around in bed. A lot of kissing, like some neck biting. They seem to be enjoying it. And then they're done. And then one or both persons or either person gets up to go to the bathroom and they cover up their body for dear life. And I'm thinking, weren't, didn't they just see you naked under them sheets? Why can't you walk naked back? I just didn't, couldn't figure that out. And then I'm, you get older and you're like, oh, that's just for television. That's just because the actresses can't be naked on TV. Uh, they got to get paid the big bucks. They got to go over to Showtime for some of that action. Some For some HBO. HBO shows a lot of titty. HBO shows uh, fake Wang now. Uh, some real Wang. Some real Dong. But a lot of it was fake. I know because I saw an article about how someone was, I don't know, they were saying, hey, it's good to, that there's male nudity, but like if it's not real, it's still kind of bullshit. And then someone made a comment like being, well, you know, if the scene requires a naked man and say they wrote it where it's like the naked man is, uh, you know, very tiny or very large. Let's do both. Uh, they can't audition people being like, hey, let's whip out that dick. Can't really do that for an audition. And for a TV show, though, where it's like if the woman requires big breasts, you can see that through the shirt. There's no, like, reveal there. You know what I mean? Um, and then on the flip side of that, they can't write a script where it's like she's got, like, a weird, weirdo vagina. And then they just inspect vaginas as a casting session all day long. You know what I mean? This isn't, this isn't backroom casting couch, wherever that one site was. But, like, so that's why it's a lot of fake ones um prosthetics they're called and if there was a scene in which they needed uh, a weird looking vag a vagina face then they would also use a prosthetic and just shoot it where it's like they cut to that but they never show the what you know what i mean that's the thing two people don't always realize there's a lot of times where you think a celebrity you know uh showed some boobs but it really weren't their boobs the movie wedding crashers comes to mind there's a scene where isla fisher's on top of vince vaughn she's the you know the crazy one and then they just show her breasts right over his face. And then they cut back to her and it's from her like collarbone up. You know, they would show below her like collarbone. So that means that they weren't actually hers. They never actually show her topless. They're, they show boobs, but they're not her boobs. So I wonder how she's cool with that, though. She must be. Obviously, she did the role. But do people come up to her going like, hey, I saw you got naked in that movie. And did she correct them right away? Or is she just like, you know what? Those were good ones. Whoever, whoever that model they found. They were nice, so I'm going to let people believe they're mine, because why not? I'd be very curious. I'd like to interview her about that. It's an interesting thing. So hopefully my four-year-old isn't running around calling people vagina face. I mean, school does start next week. Um, I'm already stressed out about how that's going to work. That's the thing about being a parent. Uh, they don't tell you. I had a rough day today, guys, if I'm being quite honest with you. I almost didn't do this. Um, and I'm, uh, But then I can't. I got to learn to. Um, that's the hardest part about being, I feel like, um, an entertainer. Is that, you know, when you have a bad day at a regular job, and not to insult anyone's job out there, but like, I feel like it's easier to push through 
Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But uh, when you're having a bad day in the, the world I'm in and you have to go take the stage or hit record on a microphone, eh, it's a little exhausting, you know? And some of you might be watching this on YouTube or listening to this being like, why are you putting this out, Joe? We want to be entertained. We listen to podcasts as an escape from our reality. We don't need to hear about you bitching about something. Um, anyway, I just thought it was just an exhausting day is all. Uh, but I just thought to myself, I'm like, if my kid starts calling people vagina face in preschool, um, first week of preschool, a week I'm already worried about, he's going full day, which I love. I'm very excited about that. I believe I mentioned on last week's podcast, I have both kids who are going to be in full day school. I'm going to have the most free time I've had since my kids were born. Very excited about that. I'm hoping to God I can make the best of that time. Um, but it's full day. So there's going to be some like, you know, he's 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 going to be like, what the fuck? I'm here all day. You know, which I don't blame him when you're four and you go from, not, you know, he was just on summer break and I was got to be there all day. That's a transition. And then it's a new teacher, but it's a teacher he knows because she taught my other son. So we were pushing for her like, oh, she's an awesome teacher. She is an awesome teacher. But now we're worried. We think. And I'm telling you, I'm going to headbutt some people um, if this is the case. We think because we even mentioned because we were under the impression that the current teacher he had this past year wasn't going to be his teacher next year. You get new teachers every year. But now we're under the impression we're not positive, but this is the writings on the wall that all the kids he was in a class with last year are staying with that same teacher he was with last year. And he is now moving on to this teacher that we love that he does know. But I think he's then going to be like, what the fuck? All of my friends from last year are with the teacher that I did like last year in the next classroom over. And I'm over here. Why? And I would be like, dude, I agree. We didn't know that was the case. So I almost want to say, put him back in the class with everyone else then. Why make this year hard for anybody when it doesn't have to be? And I know what these fucking people do because this is how it goes with um, any kind of government job, any kind of school board, any kind of anything. Um, it's not just school, but it's like what, whoever, like bureaucracies. Well, I don't know the exact word I'm looking for, but anything that sounds simple, they go, well, we just can't do it. Well, we got I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, you think you think it'd be simple, but like, no, no, it's just, hey. Why don't we just do this? They always go, why don't we just do this? Or how about you just do what we fucking asked you to do? Because it really is that fucking easy. It's that simple. Well, once we have someone registered in one classroom, we can't just put them over to another class. No, yes, you can. You can actually. It's very easy. Here's what you do. You open up your little fucking computer, right? You go to whatever file or program you need to go to. You go to that kid's name. And then you see that button there? It's backspace. Just keep hitting the backspace. All right, cool. Name deleted. Great. Now you go over to the next page or the next, like that little, oh, that classroom. Great. And then you type the name you just deleted into this column. That's how fucking easy it is. And I, I, like, see, I'm putting too much negative energy out there. And I don't like that about myself right now. And um, because there's just some things like, you know, as much as I've been desperately trying um, to be a more positive person and, and I do think my default setting is positivity, but I definitely fall fall down holes sometimes. Um, I think you just start to see the writing on the wall too many times. You're like, I'm familiar with this situation. This is what they're going to do. And I can't get around how stupid that is. That's why I have road rage in the car. Um, it's not all the time, but like when I have it, I have it. It's crazy. I'll be driving down the street. Good song on the radio. Feeling amazing. Like biggest smile in the world. You, if someone was looking at me drive by, they'd be like, oh, that guy. 
I want to feel as good as that guy looks right now. Look at that. You know what I mean? That's the vibe I'm driving with. Then one dickhead does something insanely dumb. And I go from this happy, bubbly guy to what the fuck are you doing? You stupid fuck like that. Like in, in it's so quick. It's frighteningly quick, you know, cause it's not, it's just so fast that it must be like this weird design flaw in my DNA. I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. I've had this nagging cough on and off for uh, almost a month now. Uh, will I do anything to fix it? No, uh, it'll go away on its own. That's how, that's how sickness works for me. That's how it's always worked. Um, no, I don't know. I've been more adult about it going to the doctor. Those longtime podcast listeners know. I've told you many a tale from recent doctor's appointments. Um, yeah, I don't know why. It's weird. I, I won't cough for like three days and then I'll have like a little cough like that, which almost makes me think it's like a tickle I got going on in my throat. <sighs> Old vagina face Joey over here. All right. So um, I hope uh, here's another story. This is actually more depressing than anything else. Uh, I never saw the movie, but the movie The Blind Side Critically acclaimed. I remember being really popular. It was a Disney movie, I believe. Sandra Bullock got nominated. Maybe she won. I'm not quite sure the exact story with that. Um, but it was about an NFL player named Michael Oher. I think it's pronounced Oher. And uh, he was like homeless, poor, was in the system. And then this family, the I believe it's pronounced Tui, T-U-O-H-Y, family, Sean and Lee, um, or Lay. I don't know. They uh, they like kind of take him in and they adopt him. And Sandra Bullock's character is this like, no, you'll live with us. And you, and you think like this is great. But I didn't want to see that movie when it came out because I looked to me like a movie I've seen before. I remember people like it's based on a true story. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I've heard of the guys in the NFL. So I know how it turns. I know it turns out well for him. It works out. Um, but these some of these stories where what do people call it, like, the white savior thing. I don't know. They've just been done to death. You know, um, I think remember the Titans was the last good one. And that wasn't even a white savior thing. That was more like a white people and black people getting along thing where the blind side was, I guess it wasn't as much race involved as it was like this rich family taking in a poor kid and giving them direction. And just, you know, it's a nice story. And, and the mom was like this business, like Southern woman and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's now coming to light that uh, those, that couple, they're kind of pieces of shit. I'll read it to you. I got Yahoo Sports up. They're fairly reliable as far as I know. Retired NFL player Michael O'Hare, Michael O'Hare, I'm going to pronounce it, was not adopted by a rich white family as depicted in the 2009 movie The Blind Side. When we came out, damn it, I didn't realize it was that long ago. According, And I've seen parts of it on TV, by the way, The Blind Side. According to a Tennessee court filing obtained by ESPN on Monday, instead the family allegedly manipulated to become um, more wealthy at his expense. The petition was reportedly filed in Shelby County, Tennessee, probate court. And in it, Sean and Lay, Lee and Tui are accused of taking Oher into their home as a high school student under a conservatorship, which is that thing Britney Spears was involved in. Remember that where it's like you don't really have rights, essentially, like there's grownups who take care of you to protect you and they control your money. It's a weird thing. I don't understand how that is illegal at all. You know, in a nation that uh, prides itself on freedom, that seems... Very questionable. Um, so they tricked him into it, which granted them legal authority to make business deals on his behalf. Um, yeah, you become like almost property in a weird way. So 
Oher, who's 37 now, is reportedly asking the court to end the Tui family's conservatorship, stop them from using his name and likeness, and provide a full account of their earnings from using his name, in addition to unspecified compensatory and um, conservatory. How do you say that? Compensatory. I'm, I'm like Bill Burr right now. I can't read on my own podcast. And punitive. I almost said punitive. And punitive damages. Also, my eyes are killing me and the lights are bright in here. He's also reportedly seeking a fair share of profits. That all seems very reasonable. He says he didn't receive any money from the blind side. The blind side, which saw wild success from O'Hare's, O'Hare's positive. It's a stupid name. O-H-E-R. Dumb. Anyway, uh, look, you shouldn't judge other people's last names, but both these people have very unpronounceable last names. And what's killing me is they look like other words. O-H-E-R. I feel like there should be a T and it should be other, but then there should be apostrophe. O'Hare. Like it's so close to being O'Hare. And then in the Tui's is almost spelled like the word Tui, which is a street name in Chicago, but it's spelled different than the street name in Chicago. So that's why it's fucking me up too. Anyhow, it's the poverty Super Bowl champ story. But the report says he didn't see any funds from the movie. The Tui's are also accused of using that power to negotiate a deal that made them. They began negotiating a movie deal about their relationship with or shortly after the book Blindside, Evolution of the Game, according to the filing. Members of the family were each allegedly paid $225,000 plus 2.5% of the film's defined net proceeds. That is a big chunk. The film earned more than $300 million. Yeah, so they got filthy fucking rich off of this guy. Additional uh, 2007 contract allegedly gave 20th Century Fox Studios the rights to her story without any payment, according to the filing. He alleges that he doesn't recall signing any such contract or was misled to think. See, this is what makes me so sad about society. Is that you hear stories like this, maybe not like this one specifically, of course. Um, I don't need to read the rest, by the way. I want to look back at the camera here. Uh, stories like this all the time where people just get exploited. They get preyed on. And again, I can't remember the whole movie. And I don't know his whole story. But I do remember in the movie, they made it seem like he was a little on the slower side. Um, not like dumb, dumb, but just a little bit like, I don't know. You know, like, and, and here they were loaded. Because I do remember the one scene when... Tim McGraw was like the father. He, yeah, he played the dad, Tim McGraw. And he was basically like, we own three ta Taco Bells. It's like, so they own multiple businesses already. You own three Taco Bells. You must be swimming in it. Um, and and they still, it's still not enough. It's still just not enough, right? They got, they got to rip off this poor guy who grew up with nothing. And just, it's just take, take, take. And I don't, and it makes me sick. Speaking of sick. There's a Netflix series out. It's a limited series called Painkiller. And I only found out recently, I, I watched over the weekend, and I guess Dope Sick, which was out on Hulu, which is better, and basically the same story. So I don't know. Netflix just ripped it off. But I did enjoy Painkiller because I'd never watched Dope Sick. And it's basically all about the opioid epidemic and OxyContin in specific in this Sagler family or Sackler family that uh, just a bunch of evil pieces of shit, these people. And it's horrible. It's really horrible um, how these people were preyed on. And and it, and it just it makes it just makes me sick. There's just the lack of empathy um, from people is just so fucked up. And so many people died of that, especially in like the rural parts of America and the poor parts of America. Um, it's basically heroin. It's a schedule two narcotic. It should have never been granted FDA approval. The guy denied it. The FDA guy who eventually did approve it, denied it over and over and over again. And eventually they greased his palms enough. He said, yes. And then within a year after saying yes, he goes to work for them. It's just the most corrupt shit ever. 
you know, and it's stuff like this that makes people not trust government, but like it makes me not trust the corporate world any better. Really, we, money out of politics would solve so much, would solve so many of our problems right there. But definitely watch it. Matthew Broderick's in it. Um, the one woman who played Crazy Eyes in Orange is the New Black, she's great in it. Um, that Taylor Kitsch guy who was in Friday Night Lights and played Gambit in the Wolverine movie, he's in it. His character story is really sad without giving away too much. Just it's just like I don't want to give it away because like it just came out. So I want to I'm not a spoiler alert person. Well, I'm giving you a spoiler alert, but I don't ruin it. I understand it takes people time to watch stuff, but without giving away too much, his character gets hurt. It was a, a workplace accident. Um, his stepson was messing around on this uh, like forklift type thing and knocked him over and he landed badly on his back and he had a major back surgery and that part would make me queasy because they showed like how they gut you up when they open you up and i'm like oh god and so his recovery they gave him oxycontin and um he got wildly addicted to it and this was a guy who was not an addict before was never an addict and became an addicted to it because it's insanely addictive and they went around telling people it wasn't addictive they said less than one percent which was never true it was never a true thing and there were some doctors in it who rebel against it, who were like, you're nothing but a fucking, because they would use attractive women, the pharma girls, to try to send. And he was like, you're a drug dealer with a fucking ponytail. Get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, and that's what they do. Use, use, use attractive women who did not care. They're giving doctors hand jobs to sell pills, whatever it takes, uh, just to make that money. Did not care the, the lives they were destroying. And it really, and they talked about it too, several times. They made a good point of illustrating this, that it destroys the person's life but not just the person, it's everyone around them too. So this guy um, becomes an addict. He's got a wife, a, a, a young daughter, like, looks like she's like six or seven, uh, a stepson who he gets along with great. They had a nice, great relationship. Um, and then he just, it, it gets bad for the guy. Really, really bad. Um, and it's, it just like makes me sick. I'm like, how do we live in this world where we allow that? And then the, the people, <sighs> we've become too civilized too. You know, I just said we're not civilized enough, but then sometimes I'm like, we become too civilized because I feel like if this shit would have happened in like a couple hundred years ago, and we found out that these people were intentionally selling poison and all that, and they knew the side and they did, they fucking knew, they knew what this drug was doing to people. They didn't give a shit because they were getting rich. That was, if that would happen a couple years ago, we would have hung these people in the town square. We would have dragged them through the town, but instead they get to, yeah, they'll give up all the, they'll go bankrupt. They have all this legal protection. You know, they'll pay $10 billion or whatever, but they'll still get their house. They won't get any jail time. Can you imagine not getting jail time? We give people jail time for stealing a, a used car off a car lot, which again, don't do that either. Um, but it's insane. The petty crime, you know, you, you, steal, you rob a grocery store, you get jail, real jail time. These people are responsible for hundreds and thousands of deaths, more, I think millions of deaths, even millions and millions. And nothing, no actual jail time for that because technically it was legal, but was it? Well, I mean, it was corruption to the high. It's just shit's depressing. That's what you want to talk about on a podcast, Joe, depressing shit like that. Cause that's fun. But like that blindside people, I feel, do feel bad for uh, Sandra Bullock. People are like tweeting at Sandra Bullock. Like, what do you have to say about this Sandra? And apparently Sandra Bullock lost someone close to her like a day or two ago. So she hasn't been online. She's like grieving. She's going to go online in a day or two. Or by now, someone's probably told her. And she's probably like, what? The family turned out to be pieces of shit? God, of course. Really, these assholes who own a bunch of Taco Bells 
and fucking KFCs. Now I make it seem like everyone who owns a Taco Bell and KFC is a piece of shit, which I don't think they are. I don't think they are. I would hope not. Make me think twice about eating in there if they actually were pieces of shit. Um, but man, that's fucked. I hope he wins the lawsuit. I hope everyone starts winning their lawsuits against these people. And Rudy Giuliani was part of it, by the way. Rudy Giuliani was part of the fucking Oxycontin cases and all that kind of stuff. Is there a bigger slime ball piece of fucking garbage in American history than Rudy Giuliani? He fooled all of us. He fooled us all for a little bit there. Right after 9-11, walking down the street. We're going to take care of everybody. We're going to, you know, we're going to get the bastards who did this. We're America, right? Everyone was like, fuck yeah, America's mayor. We love Rudy. Then he revealed himself to be what a fucking tool. I mean, just an absolute dipshit, scumbag, fucking cunt. Rudy Giuliani, what a piece of garbage. Read about that dipshit. I mean, he would steal the pearls right off your grandma's dead body. He would. What a, if he didn't get into politics, he'd been an ambulance chaser. He would just anything they could do, these people. And then they, and they don't think they're the bad guys. They don't, they, they're sociopaths, these people. They're fucking sociopaths. It makes me goddamn sick. It really does. Um, all right. Well, hopefully in the next week's podcast, I have more fun shit to talk about with you guys. Remember Vagina Face at the beginning of the podcast? We all enjoyed that, right? <coughs> all right. Watch Painkiller on Netflix. I got to watch Dope Sick, even though I know the story now. But Dope Sick's supposed to be better. It's got Michael Keaton in it. He's awesome. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, check that out. You know what's funny? I'm looking at this picture of eyeballs I drew, and they totally look like boobs with very centered nipples. You guys see that? can't really see them in the picture there you go all right you guys are the best thank you for supporting the joe kilgallen podcast check out the patreon for bonus um i don't know if i'm gonna get to a bonus episode i'm due for a bonus episode because it was six days since the last one was posted i got another set i could show you guys that was kind of fun because i got some really crazy crowd work with this drunk woman from texas um so that was enjoyable um i got an offer on the special oh, i usually save this information for the patreon um it's coming in writing. Once I get, I get in writing, I got to read through everything detailed wise and then, you know, decide. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, that's good. But um, I don't know. It's stressing me out. It's fucking stressing me out because you don't want to pull the wrong trigger. Ah, what the fuck? Stop bitching, Joe. You got things good. You guys are awesome. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And as always, cheers. <laughs>